This is Tony Mark. And this is Russell Grether of the Mark and Grether Group. And welcome to the Malibu Podcast. Malibu Podcast, I'm here with my friend Lockwood Holmes, the CEO of Integrity Financial, and we wanted to interview about a variety of different things, you know, um, just a lot of timely things with the market and the zombie apocalypse going on around us, but we'll come back to that in a second, and just wanted to first have you just introduce yourself sure. and kind of talk about what you do and what got you to Malibu. Yeah, so I've been here for over a decade now. I came out to graduate school in Pepperdine, and then I met you and hung around. Now, uh, it's a good place. Uh, my wife and I found that it was a great opportunity, a great place for to raise a family and, and be a part of this community. So, uh, yeah, so I've been here for a decade, and then I started working for out after graduate school at Pepperdine. I went and worked for a private equity fund in Orange County for three or four years, and then I uh, came on board at Integrity. I guess five or six years ago, and I've been CEO for the last three or four years. Actually, four or five years, yeah. Um, because we're primarily a real estate podcast, just wanted to see, you know, what what drew you to um, Malibu from a real estate perspective, sure. just the area and things you like about it. Well, it is, you know, it is quite easy on the eyes. Uh, no, being an, uh, an ocean guy my whole life, uh, love the water, love the culture of people around the water, um, and uh, love just being involved in activities from fishing to surfing to paddling. Um, you know, it's my gem, you know, so it really promotes for me a healthy lifestyle. And, and I find that, you know, within the community, there's a lot of people that also enjoy uh, a lot of the same things that I do, so... Absolutely. Um, you know, I was talking to your partner boss, Chris, previously, and um, you know, one of the things I've always been so impressed with Chris and with you is just the way that you guys approach all of this business, life, family, exercise, health is kind of this holistic approach. And I just wanted to quickly ask you about that in terms of what you guys offer as a company and how that factors in. Yeah, I mean, um, failing to plan is planning to fail. And so we believe in really approaching, you know, there's asset managers out there, um, people that just strictly manage money and try to make you as much money while diversifying your risk as much as they can. And, you know, that's just one sliver to, to us of kind of wealth planning. Wealth planning takes into consideration a lot of other things. It takes into consideration, you know, how do you plan to send your kids to college, um, you know, looking look at your estate plan and, and thinking through what's going to happen, you know, when you pass or when your your parents pass and um, taking into consideration, um, you know, what you do for a living and how do we support, you know, how does cash flow support that? So there's like a, there's a side of estate planning that really factors in. There's a, there's a side of tax strategy that really 
factors in. And then there's, to me, the most important part, and that's kind of talking through what, what legacy, what family le legacy looks like for you. And then, like, we can, we have all the tools at our fingertips to back into the strategy, but we don't ever lead with strategy because we really need to listen and understand first. So um, there's really not a one-size-fits-all plan. It's, it's really based upon the, the needs, the desires, the, the, um, the want of the, the, the family and, or the individual. No, I love that about you guys, you know, and maybe that's a more modern approach to wealth management these days, but I had not seen that before I met sure. you guys, and I just, that's so important to me personally, but I think is is really important to a whole generation of people, you know, it just, as far as I know, this wasn't really previously offered, this mindset, you know, yeah. just the idea that you incorporate lifestyle, health, uh, family, and finance into one cohesive whole. Sure. I love I love what you guys do with that. I hope Chris actually gets his book out there. I really enjoyed reading that. So I hope oh, you, yeah. I hope you eventually get him to publish that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's some good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So just because, you know, the world around us is uh, so full of fear and you know sure. uh, so much going on with the stock market and questions about how that would affect the real estate market and just wanted to jump into that with you as a wealth management professional, you yeah. know, what, um, I guess to start with, what, <clears throat> what do you see going on out there? You know, what, what triggered the, uh, zom zombie apocalypse that we're living in currently? Yeah. Well, I mean, uncertainty creates volatility, right? And I think still it's March 19th right now. And there's, st we're still trying to land on information. I mean, I I'm reading a gazillion reports out there. Um, and I mean, I think we're largely beginning to come to consensus on what the game plan looks like to be, you know, to get out of this. And, and that's, you know, being common sense, taking common sense to quarantine. However, you know, in regards to the markets landing somewhere, like we do feel that they're towards the bottom. Like no one will, you know, I don't think anyone can, can exactly tell us when it's going to be rock bottom, but at the same time, we do feel that there's subtraction being had. We think as, as Congress uh, begins to pass more legislation, um, that will begin to instill confidence and hope back into the American people. You know, the, the, the public equities are really just a leading indicator of how people are, I mean, really, that's, it, it's, it's how we're monitoring our emotions in America right now from a trust perspective. So. Um, unfortunately, that has a lot to do with our wallets, which creates even more stress and anxiety. And then when people go running to sell, um, you know, people ask how our portfolio is doing. Well, um, ours are doing, considering the situation, we're down 25, 30%. We're down pre-Trump, you know. Uh, we're, we're in the markets pre-Trump at this point, you know. They're doing well, but anyone that has a a diversified portfolio and, and doesn't have complete exposure 100% to public equities isn't is fine right now. I mean, and there's a gazillion different like types of, of vehicles as we like to call them from an investment standpoint that could have been deployed and should be deployed. Whether it be, I know people hate this, but annuities annuities aren't taking a hit right now, you know. But at the same time, they don't participate in gains. Uh, we like alternative instruments in regards to um, private equity or. Um, you know those types of plays because they're gonna be insulated against the, the you know the sugar high, um, that uh, you know that the market's experiencing right now. So, 
there's a lot of other, and, and, then it, and then if you look at diversification, even within the public equity space, even within the alternative space, there's still, those are diversified in and of themselves. Like, we don't necessarily invest in just private equity and small businesses in the U.S. Like, we, we do have mid-cap, large-cap, international, global real estate. We do all this, and that helps kind of really uh, keep consistent returns over the long run. It doesn't allow you to experience the, the extreme volatility. volatility. Yeah. And, um, you know, not that anyone could exactly say this was coming, but I'd heard you say a few times previously that market was due for some tune-ups and that, you know, the uh, virus sort of tipped over uh, uh, probably a more intense version of what we probably should have been expecting to see anyway. Sure, sure. So I would um, imagine that because of that forethought, your, your clients are probably a little bit more insulated from that volatility. Yeah. Well, it's a tough sell. I mean, when... You know, you got the average, um, you know, forgive me for being blunt, but amateur just S&P riding out there over the last 10 years. And he's like, hey, well, I'm smoking, you know, but look, I'm more correlated with the markets and your portfolios are, you know, you're like, well, you know, you know, what do they call it? Uh, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And like our goal is not to, to be able to experience the highs of the highs and, and the lows of the lows. Our, our goal is to kind of take that middle ground and, and provide consistency. Because with consistency, just like what we were talking about with uncertain, uncertainty, you can, make, you can make plans based upon calculated risks. You know what I'm saying? So if we can provide a consistent return based upon you know, a pre-thought-through risk tolerance, then we can begin to structure how we're doing our financial plan. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that answers yeah. my question. Yeah, okay. it, it's funny, like, you don't, <clears throat> when things are going well, it seems like, well, anybody could do this. You know, you just right. put money, you know, in the S&P 500 and you watch it go up, you know, but it's in moments like these, you actually appreciate what you guys do to balance out portfolios and really protect long-term growth and gain. And, and let me add, let me throw in here on something, and, and you know, we've had the opportunity to, to, I think, work through several transactions on the real estate side, and professionals, to me, aren't, aren't really appreciated until things get really tough, you know, and then you have to work, work through contingencies with a seller and a buyer, and, and I really appreciate, you know, it's easy to sit on the sidelines when everything's going really great in the market and, and try to, like... Um, do do things on your own, but I having someone to walk through big life decisions with, just like on the real estate side, on the wealth planning side, um, is huge. Even if if they're just a sounding board, because oftentimes our clients they're they're providing the direction. We're just listening and providing like non-subjective but more objective, you know thoughts on it and then coming to a conclusion ourselves. And I mean, I feel like the deals that we've worked on in the past, that's that's similar. You know, it's not like you have all the perfect answers and I, or I have all the perfect answers. It's, hey, we're a team here. We, we've seen a lot. Yeah. You know, here's the resources available to best make the decision. Ultimately, at the end of the day, that provides a lot less, um, I don't know, anxiety through these major life decisions that we're both dealing with with people. No, I agree. I mean, there's something to be said. You, know, you spend enough time playing baseball, you start to get pretty good at you know the nuances of that that somebody who doesn't spend eight hours a day playing baseball just wouldn't know or having that experience. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate that about you and you guiding my family's financial planning. And I really enjoyed working with you on the real estate side because I 
I feel that you do really appreciate and honor our professionalism and you know you still make the decisions at the end of the day but you want to hear what we have to say and to give you the behind the scenes that you wouldn't see because you're not out there playing baseball eight hours a day you know, sure what you do yeah yeah it's been great to work with you because yeah. of that in a world where um with the amount of information that we have everybody thinks that they're professional and the fact of the matter is they're they're not yeah. and they wouldn't want us to jump in their world and, and start speaking into it so i really value that it's just like a doctor you know I can come in and try to describe my symptoms and everything like that but at the end of the day I have to we, we call it manager risk when we make investment decisions on port, uh, on on private equity positions a lot of times we're we're more interested in the character and the thought process behind our managers than to trying to understand the intricacies of what they're trying to do it's the same thing with with me like I know that there's an alignment yeah. you know there's trust there and I might not necessarily understand specific detail of what you're trying to do, but the ultimately, at the end of the day, like the importance of your opinion to, to help me make that decision is vital. And I, I won't ever have that, nor do I want to take the time to, to get to the point and have all the experiences that you've had to get to the point in order to make that decision. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You know, we, um, <clears throat> we have that conversation. I feel like your profession is probably one where people are more inclined to go with a professional advisor or it's real estate we get a lot of well we'd like to list with you except yeah. my cousin's sister's brother you know no, a realtor. Same with us. And we feel like yeah. we should probably go with them like really like you know this is going to be one of the biggest financial decisions of your life and you're going to go with somebody who got their license two weeks ago because yeah. you want to save a little bit of commission like yeah. there's no transaction that'd be more important to you to use somebody sure. who's been around and can actually help you you know achieve that goal or maximize the value and it's crazy to me that um, People would just go with that, you know, very short-sighted relationship a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so obviously, real estate is more of our forte. But I would love your opinions on how this economy, you yeah. know, is projected to affect the real estate market as you see it. Yeah, I mean, to me, it would just be um, guessing at this point. I mean, historic. The thing is, you can take historic historical data and try to make predictions but I think and forgive me for using this word but we are in unprecedented unprecedented territory this it's just been thrown out way too much that word yeah. so um, that's fluid piece. everything's fluid right now <laughs> um, but uh, you know you look at leading indicators typically and you know we, we I mean, having been in the family business been around construction real estate my whole, whole life you know permits and construction um, new construction um, that, that is a leading indicator on our economy. Um, however, right now, I think the leading indicator is unfortunately the public equity markets. However, I think it's more of a, a short-term thing than a long-term thing. Um, I mean, I, I would venture to think that there is gonna be a softening, potentially, but I also think that it's just like, um, you know, real estate investment on the commercial side and REITs and, and stuff like that in this country, like our private equity, like people ask us, do we invest in real estate funds? Uh, since it's, it's um, you know, there's been more of a compression from a performance standpoint, there's more competition out there than ever before. And the answer is when, when wisely done, yes, absolutely. We don't take necessarily blanket shots with a shotgun anymore. We like to, to, yeah. to take rifle shots. And I think when making decisions uh, you know, the health of the market is really important. Um, it's supply and demand. 
You know, um, I think that there's certain um, areas that are more insulated against risk than others. Um, even the maturity of a market, like Malibu is interesting because you might not necessarily find people that are day-to-day as much as you would say Pacific Palisades that are day-to-day operating a company. Like a lot of times you're having people that have made wealth and now are still participating as business owners but not necessarily maybe as proactive as they once were. Therefore, there's probably a little bit more insulation. On the other hand, if you, if you have maybe a Pacific uh, Palisades family that is you know, they're, they're 45 to 50 and they're, or, or they're 35 to 45 and they're in the heart of their money-making career and they have a lot on the line, you're going to see a little bit more of a, a swing. So, so maybe less insulation there because they are going to be affected. we we got to figure out from a cash flow standpoint how we're going to be able to front, whether it's government stimulus, how we're going to be able to make it through. Um, are we going to keep, you know, employees? Are we going to have to all take a hit? Right. You know, and... And luckily, I mean, I feel like as a wealth management company, we're a little bit more insulated than, than other types. But, I mean, the retail industry, the entertainment industry, I mean, they're getting hit already. So, you know, is government stimulus going to help them out? It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's no crystal ball. You know, I, I think that, as you said, you know, uncertainty is the hardest thing for the real estate market. So I feel like, you know, as long – it doesn't really matter that much if prices are – trending up, trending down, as long as the buyers and sellers are sort of in agreement as to where those prices are, yeah. you know, because we have, we have been able to sell price, sell homes uh, in any market as long as we've been able to educate the buyers as to mm. where the market is or what opportunities might be available, sure. educate sellers as to, you know, where the support level, because at the end of the day, it's, it's the buyer and seller coming together that sets the price level, it, is, it isn't yeah. really the realtor, we just... My dad had this expression when I was growing up saying, if you're standing in the road, you see which way the traffic's going. And part of what we probably offer the most as realtors is just, you know, we're standing in that real estate road all day. So you get the pulse and feel of what people are thinking and where things are going. And so, you know, it does feel like we're heading into um, probably some opportunity for for buyers. But at the same time, you know, Malibu, Los Angeles as a whole, you know, it's a desirable area. It's a, a place people want to be for a lot of different reasons that aren't all ac- economic. You know, it's sure. it's the oceans, the hills. You know, the lifestyle. The um, you know, being thirty minutes uh, or I guess an hour in traffic from pretty much anything you want to get to. You sure. know, it's a pretty extraordinary life we get to live out here. So, you know, whatever way the waves going, it it tends to find its way back up because we're in such a unique amazing location you know it's what drew me here it's what drew you here and it's what you know at the end of the day will help set the tone for our markets go as we see it but yeah we look forward to some more clarity too yeah um well i appreciate you taking the time to talk to us being on the malibu podcast answering some of those questions you know um i realize that managing my own levels of fear have a lot to do with how i perceive the market you know when i when I'm out with my kids on the beach and, you know, my wife and I are walking the dog and uh, I see the beauty around me and feel lucky I am to have my family, all of a sudden all this fear settles down and I see, yeah. you know, this this will pass, this will be okay, you know, and the times I get super wrapped up in every little specific and spend too much time, you know, listening to my phone buzz every 30 seconds with the new, you know, end of the world sure. update, yeah. it tends to play into my own mindset, so you're 
kind of back to your company's holistic approach, like mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably more valuable than it's really ever been because that is what balances out the whole. It's what helps you not only make good life decisions, but good economic decisions. So um, if people want to find you, ask questions beyond coming through us to get to you, where, where can people find you? No, I appreciate you saying that too. Um, so we have a website, integrity.financial. And uh, even during this time, like we're getting tons of, I've gotten five or six calls in the last two or three days, people that have cash on, on the sidelines. Um, you know, or people saying, hey, do I trade out of my 401k? Do I get a cash? Um, we've been posting videos to kind of take on some of these frequently asked questions. At the same time, you know, uh, we've positioned ourselves from a virtual advising standpoint to be able to meet families in our living room right now. Um, and honestly, we, we feel from a wealth planning standpoint, we much rather talk to, you know, um, partners or spouse, you know, or families or whatever that looks like. We'd rather talk to, to everybody at one time, um, just because it's important to, you know, we, we, I've sat, I've sat across the table from people too many times that have been through really gnarly divorces and one person didn't have any idea what, what was happening in the money situation. Talk about uncertainty. And that creates fear and anxiety. And so you see that happen. And we don't want that to happen. Just like we don't want that to happen with these markets. Bringing thinking, logic, thought, and then and then actually building up a foundation for planning. That's what we want to do. And that's what we need to do as a country right now. Um, it's, it's really, really challenging in this in this day with all the information floating around the way that it is. Even on the real estate. You know, I'm just, I assume everyone calls you up and says, hey, I have market comps on this, this, and this, and I think we should list the house at this. And it's like, well, yeah, but I just sold a house down the street, and then I sold another one here, and I've actually been working with a couple buyers here. You provide much more insight than, than just information that's stagnant on the Internet written by someone that doesn't even live here. You know, yeah. it just it, it's the same thing in our space. So... Um, and we have a team that we get, we get together quarterly. Uh, we have an investment committee. Uh, we have a couple PhDs that sit on that and um, that aren't really in our space, but um, one's in economics and one's in decision science, um, which is basically stats and stuff like that. But it's it's interesting to always, you know, we put out a hundred page. We're a small company. We put out a hundred page every quarter on on what we think that's happening in the market, what historically it's done, how it performed last quarter, and then our projections. And slowly, like you said earlier, like. Uh, we knew that that we were getting a little greedy with where we were, and that a, a, a um, you know recession was imminent, or at least a pullback was imminent. And you know this this just catapulted us into it. And of course, the the duality of having you know OPEC and the Russians do what they did too has exponentially exponentially increased the volatility as well. So it's not just the coronavirus; it, it is other things. It's oil. Um, yeah, it's like, storm. yeah, and it's like when the bad stuff comes out, everybody pushes it forward. So anyway, uh, I know that was a long <laughs> answer, no, but yeah, integrity.financial. Um, you can go to my picture on the website and click and shoot me an email. Um, my contact information is on there as well. So we'd be happy to answer any questions anyone has. Thanks so much. Appreciate being on the Malibu yeah. podcast. Thank you for having me. Cheers. But, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Bye.